Are you ready to talk about derriers? Are you ready to put aside any years that you don't know that the rumbling in your gut ends up on the outside of your butt? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. It's time to pot it in your butt. Welcome to pot it in your butt, the podcast that thinks shame is lame and is here to shine some light where the sun don't shine, which is, of course, your filthy, filthy butthole. I'm Christina. And I'm Taylor. Yes. And um, we're here to talk about butts. Butts. Everything to do. Well, not everything. Yeah, probably eventually everything to do with butts. Um, Every single thing known to <laughs> mankind. It's going to be discussed. Um, this is our third <laughs> week in a row of doing our podcast again regularly. So God bless us, right? <laughs> you're welcome everyone <laughs> you're welcome everyone we're single-handedly getting everyone's routine back so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um let's see any any hot takes to report from the week taylor is this in lieu of asking me how my butt is oh i'm yeah, that's gonna come but you just don't know when <laughs> okay um, I have been dealing with uh, kitten poop quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the uh, foster kitten, Theo, mm-hmm. has had quite the bout of diarrhea the last, like, two days. And friend she's of the podcast, Theo. Friend of the podcast, Theo. And she's, like, a long-haired cat. Um, I mean, she's a kitten, so it's not like her hair is, like, super long, but it's long for a kitten, and she doesn't quite grasp how to not walk through her diarrhea. Mm. Um, so, and, or how to, like, really properly clean herself. So it's been a lot of her being super mad at me, um, because I'm having to wipe poop off of her constantly. Yeah. And as everyone knows, always leave poop on your fur if you get it there. Yeah, that's that's Theo's hot take. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Theo's it'll, podcast. It it'll work like, itself out eventually, I'm sure. Is her yeah. take. That's actually what like her eye infection and all her mats are from. Is just like she was just rubbing diarrhea in her face. Oh man, probably. I mean, that probably doesn't help. Now that you mention yeah. it, she probably some of that crust was probably diarrhea. Like, if you ever get an eye infection, it doesn't help to put diarrhea in it. No, she's the grossest little kitty. Yes, you are. She's right here. But, um, yeah, do you have anything to add? Talking about your diarrhea. Kitty, say meow. No, she's actually running after a ball now. Oh, she's very shy. Um, so how was your butt, though? So you witnessed diarrhea. Did it inspire your butt? It did not inspire my butt. Um, the opposite. Uh, no diarrhea to report at all on this end. But I'm bumped. Oh, I wish we actually had like a little drum set set up <laughs> <laughs> to make that noise. Yeah. How is your butt this right? week? My butt's fine. I haven't had any trauma with it, so that's good. <laughs> I know you did have a non-butt-related traumatic bath incident. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just, like, not having a very good day. 
I think it was like Tuesday. And then I was like, I can't get over this funk. I'm like trying all my little things I do to try to feel better, you know, exercise, drying. And I'm like, I'm still very blue. I'll take a bath. And so I'm like sitting in the bathtub. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I feel this huge bang on my like the top part of my forehead and kind of everything goes white. No idea what happened. <laughs> well, the shower head is going. From, you know, I don't know how many feet that is above you. Like, let's say four it's feet. Like from four there. or five feet. Yeah. And, you know, it could have fallen anywhere in the bathtub. It fell <laughs> right. I mean, thank goodness it's, you know, they're quite light. Like, you know, but yeah. falling onto your head from four feet away is going to not be great. And I didn't know what had happened. And I still have a lump and it still hurts to the touch. Um, but, yeah, I got uh hit the fuck in the head in the bathtub <laughs> and then I by the shower head on a bad day yeah and I was doing the bath to try to make myself feel better and then I just sobbed for three minutes solid in the bath <laughs> like holding my head and it did take me uh you know probably a second to figure out what the fuck had happened so that was not cool but my butt wasn't involved Yeah, I mean, even when you told me, I could tell, like, later this is going to be a funny story, but it wasn't at the time. (laughs) I mean, it was literally funny after I got out of the bath. Like, that's just kind of my attitude about stuff. Like, it's like, oh, like, of course that happened. That's kind of like a comic strip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just being like, I mean, but. I didn't learn a lesson from it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Still taking baths, like just hoping I don't get hit in the head. (laughs) No, I'm. I applaud your perseverance. My okay, you said perseverance, and I heard it as pursue. I don't know. I heard it weird, and then I was like, "That's a word I don't know." Just smile, but then I figured it out. (laughs) I can't see you, man. (laughs) Just in silence. If I'm sad and I don't, like, I'm so used to, like, pushing, like, always having to be happy and, like, look and seem happy that if I'm sad and my dogs look at me, I give them a fake smile. And then every time in my head, I'm like, girl, that's so sad that you're, like, (laughs) fake smiling at your dogs. Like, they don't know. (laughs) I'm going to write this down for your therapist. Okay. Uh, (laughs) It's not my therapy. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's very interesting. Yeah, I just huh. I'm like even no, my man. There, you can be the most honest with them out of everyone. I know, but it's just weird that my brain oh, is shit. like fake. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go put the kitty in her litter box. Um, is it still a cake pan? It is. <laughs> don't don't get tempted to eat it. Um, yeah, no, not a problem, not an issue. <laughs> Quarantine makes people weird. I don't know. <laughs> what would this diarrhea litter taste like? <laughs> uh, did you know if you soak litter, it's really good for starting a fire? Like, in a, if you soak it in um, lighter fluid. Um, no, but that makes sense because it's absorbent. So it's probably just like absorbing that lighter fluid. Yeah, but I just thought I learned that on a forensic file, so... Interesting. Why why was that on forensic files? It was just it was it was about an arson cat. (laughs) It wasn't about that at all. (laughs) 
It was that would be like the funniest forensic files ever. And like everyone in the interview is a cat. <laughs> <laughs> just meowing. <laughs> it's like a cat that's seen too much. Like <laughs> wearing different FBI little cat. like ties and like glasses. Reenactments just all Um. It was a guy, and it was actually in Forest Grove, Oregon, which is where I went to, my, got my master's degree, so. What, what? Yeah, um, and Forest Grove is a super tiny town, so I was like, whoa, this murder was in Forest Grove, and it was a guy who uh, tried to say that his house burnt down and killed his wife because of a natural gas leak or something like that, and then, you know, caught fire because of the dryer, but then they found, like, in the ashes or whatever, this pile of kitty litter um by the ignition point and so turns out he had set the fire Hmm. makes sense does it does i mean yeah no 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 i bet it makes sense that that's when they found that they were like oh this is arson yeah I mean, there was other things, too, but it was just, like, uh, it was really weird, actually. Yeah, like, I if know, I saw a kidney that. litter soaked in lighter fluid, I wouldn't be like, oh, this fire happened naturally. But, like, it was already burned. Like, I don't know. I don't, honestly, like, people who, like, can figure out arts and stuff, it's very impressive. Because that house was, like, burnt down to the ground. Um, but, so, the <laughs> The arson investigator, like, he found the kitty litter, like, the burnt-up pile, and he was like, why would this be here? And he said he bought a bag and put it of kitty litter. He found a similar kitty litter and put it on his desk and was like, because he wanted to think about it, which is just, like, super (laughs) weird to me. He just was staring at a bag of kitty litter. And he's like, and then my office mate walked by and was like, are you going to start a fire? And he was like, why? And he's like, well, that's how we did Boy Scouts. And he's like, and then, and then they found out the murderer was a, actually an Eagle Scout. And I was just like, slow down, bro. <laughs> you just like bought a bag of kitty litter to inspire you. <laughs> like, and someone was just like, oh, you're going to start a fire with that kitty litter? <laughs> yeah, not like, hey, is your cat sick or something? Like, <laughs> yeah the first like, go-to like yeah. let's investigate that person <laughs> yeah let's investigate that person who anything they see they're like i can start a fire with that like, <laughs> that's not a normal response no but it was just you know forensic file full of cats so. um well that sounds good so we did our recommendation portion <laughs> i'm sorry everyone and i'm doing the <laughs> editing now and i'm straight up not gonna edit this out it's gonna be awesome what were we talking about like two weeks ago there was always calendars (laughs) talking about calendars for like two minutes I was like no wonder no one listens to this bullshit (laughs) we have 30 some listeners internationally internationally so like so talk, everyone has to use a calendar. Um, do you have, speaking of us sharing very Im- interesting stuff, do you have a cool-ass fact? Um, so we have been watching a show called My 600-Pound Life. Um, We're watching the shit out of it. There's so many episodes. Yeah, like watching quite a lot of it. It's um, 
been on forever and I've never seen it and I don't think you ever saw it either so we've got a lot to catch up on so there was um this one woman named Charity I forget exactly how much she weighed but it was a bit can I tell um, you, it's getting to the point in that show when someone weighs 600 pounds, I'm like, not that big. Because, I know, like, it's like, oh, you're doing good. Yeah, it's called my 600-pound life, but they're usually much heavier than that. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely skews your idea of what very, very big is. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, she's probably like 700 pounds-ish. But so her butt, instead of being like a regular butt, had like these flaps that were like butterfly wings. They were like, mm-hmm. they would just like flap in the wind. <laughs> she it walked. was like, it looked like a, like a growth to me. I didn't understand what really I was looking at. Like, yeah. So I looked it up. And so that can happen. And it's called um, lipedema. And it's, it's fat deposits that can happen where deposits just go and I guess it's usually on your legs um I don't know it might not be lipedema there was so but so for her she just happened to have them on her butt and it's so they're called like the butterfly type but they can happen other places too but so if you gain like 700 pounds just know you can have butterfly wings on your butt yeah, so you don't need that. to get a Halloween costume or nothing. Can you imagine? She could have painted those, like, butterfly wings and just, like, walked down the hall. And it would have looked like a giant butterfly. It would have been... Beautiful? <laughs> Majestic? searching for work. Um, yeah. Effervescent? I would, I would just like to talk about that show a little. Um... <laughs> It's uh, they're just they're they're just showering and there's they're taping them like. <laughs> and okay, so last week Taylor talked about uh cartoon characters who don't wear pants, and um, there's a lot of people on that show, even though many of them do wear pants. So I know pants get large, and that size. But just I've decided they're just not going to wear pants anymore, and so it's a lot of people dressed like Winnie the Pooh. Like they, wear <laughs> they literally wear t-shirts and they're just naked from the waist down and like and they don't care coming over like so. like i guess once you get to like 700 pounds you're just like fuck it these are my genitals yeah like oh taylor do you want to share what you asked me about genitals <laughs> oh i asked if okay because some of the not contestants whatever the <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> what are they called? People on the show. Stars. They're stars, baby. <laughs> the stars of my 600 pound life are dudes. And they have, like, you can see their bellies are real, like, big and they go over their peepees. And I was like, what happens with your peepee when you get so big? Does it get big too? Like your testicles and your peepee? Or does <laughs> it just stay, like, so tiny and then it would just, like, look like this? It would be like, I don't like a toothpick like at that point, you know? Taylor <laughs> wanted to know if penises gained weight. Yes, that was my question. Because it's ludicrous to think of this like little thing hanging out with that really big body all around it. Point. Yeah, I mean it's gotta be like overcome by Correct. And that's what we kind of talked about. Like the area around your wiener gets fatter, and so your wiener kind of 
Kirsten didn't grow up. We call it a pee pee. <laughs> At least that wasn't like your cock or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me horrifying. It's aggressive. It's an aggressive <laughs> word. <laughs> Especially the way you said it. I'm just really thinking about if I was like, your cock doesn't get fat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all listeners that I... <laughs> but yeah so I guess what did you tell me like every 30 pounds you lose you gain but probably not at that point yeah you gain an inch of wiener for every 30 pounds you lose but at that point I don't think that's true it's probably more like every 100 pounds yeah and I would also like to uh, preface that statement or by well I guess I can't preface that anymore but um <laughs> by saying that um, a male friend told me that. So I don't know if he was somehow weirdly trying to brag about his dong or... <laughs> it wasn't uh, a doctor. <laughs> it was like, just so you know. <laughs> it was like my dermatologist was just telling me that. <laughs> In case you're curious about wiener fat. She had on my 600-pound life. Why was it? <laughs> it's like, hey, girl. Um... Yeah, so I don't know if that's true, but I mean, what happens is, you know, the area around your wiener gets fat, and so your wiener doesn't get fat. Because if it did, people would probably try to gain wiener weight, right? Yeah, no, dudes would definitely do that. (laughs) I should have thought of that all along. Yeah, that, but like, if, yeah, yeah, so, because often they talk about how they can't be intimate on the show, they talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. oh i never thought about it's because they can't even like get to it interesting oh no so this is my 600 pound podcast and we're about 11 years behind everyone else (laughs) oh my god we should do a 600 pound life podcast i am in okay i do it like um what you're saying I don't know. Well, we'll come back to this. Um, didn't you have a didn't you have a cool ass fact, Christina? <laughs> How dare you call me out on this? <laughs> hey guys, sometimes when I'm writing this, I just am like, oh, is it my turn to do a cool ass fact? And then I'm like, I can't find one. This is one of those times. <sighs> so I wanted to know if there was <laughs> if Go there on. Was... If there was poop-flavored candy. Because <laughs> yeah. jelly beans have flavors like puke. Uh, jelly belly, sorry. They have flavors like puke and um, what's another one? Like rotten egg, like really dog food, like gross flavors. So they probably got a poop one. They don't. So my cool ass fact is there are 50 flavors of jelly bellies and none of them are, them are poop. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Whoa. Hot off the presses, y'all. <laughs> breaking news i do have a real booty buddy question (laughs) okay go okay would you rather have to always always have an itchy butthole or each time you shake a person's hand you have a vision of them scratching their butthole and then you can't wash your hands for an hour so like you go to shake their hand and you're like blinded by a vision and that person just like itching their asshole is it like a vision that is like a premonition, like it happened, or is it a correct. vision like I'm just imagining it? No, correct. It's a because everyone has itched their butthole, so you're getting that vision of them. Eating. Do I know when they itch their butthole? 
<laughs> like in the vision they have a beard but like when you're shaking their hand they don't so you yeah because it could have been a while ago <laughs> no you're not aware there's no like calendar on the wall that says date <laughs> that only I, I can see um I would rather do that one you'd rather just everyone's hand you shake see them itching their butthole I literally don't know the last time I shook someone's hand. So oh, good point. Well, yeah, and also I would not want to have it chew a hole. No. Oh, did you hear the kitty? She she doesn't want that either. Even though her butthole is covered in gross kitty poop. But she doesn't try to itch it because she's just used to that now. I know, because no one taught her how to be a cat and clean herself. Terrible. Um. I didn't think of your point of you don't always have to shake someone's hand. I really don't. I hate being itchy. Like, I can't sleep if I'm itchy. So I'm going to agree with you and um, have visions of people itching their assholes. Oh, my God. We agreed. We agree. Oh, yeah. And you are first this week, my friend. What is your story? Okay. So... My source is a Wired UK article entitled The Strange War Against Cow Farts. So <laughs> my, um, my story is about cow farts oh. and how they affect the environment. Well, not just cow farts, cow burps and farts, actually. I know cow burps. That's so cute. I'm sorry, did you say I know cow burps? I said I didn't know a cow burp. Oh, okay. They were like, I know cow burps. Like they're my friends? Yeah, we're besties. They went to my party. <laughs> oh, old cow burps? That guy? <laughs> cow burps McGee? Um, He's my neighbor. <laughs> no, um, yes. Cows both burp and fart. Um. And um, it is a problem. So I'm, I'm going to tell you why. So um, do you know, would you have a guess about how many cows you think there are in the world? Oh, my gosh. In the world? In the whole wide world. Can I ask a question about it? No. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, are there 7 billion people? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I am going to say four billion cows. <laughs> How many cows per person? <laughs> Shut up, that was private. <laughs> okay, let me do cow math really quick. Is it four billion? No, um, 1.5 billion cows I mean, in the world. Okay, so there's still like, they're in the billions. That's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of cows. Um, it's a less impressive number than what you came up with. So there's not quite the cow-to-person ratio there is in your utopia. <sighs> but, yeah, there's 1.5 billion cows. Most of them are not, like, pet cows. They're being bred um, for either the meat industry or the dairy industry okay. um, at any given time. So, you know, they're, they're farm-slash-ranch animals, Mm-hmm. So, so cows count basically towards humans, um, you know, like contributing to global warming because any of the burps or farts that are coming out of the cows, well, the cows are there. They're like a farm product, you know? Okay. Not, not, I mean, I feel weird calling an animal like a farm product. Cause like, mm-hmm. I, 
would like to be friends with a cow, but that's but that's why they exist. Um, is because of human intervention. Uh, okay. So every single cow, so all of those 1.5 billion, or at least the adult ones, um, burp and fart between 160 to 320 liters of methane per day. Wow, that's a lot, right? Yeah. So think of um, a soda. Mm-hmm. Is it like a two liter? Mm-hmm. So they release like up to 320 liters of methane wow. gas a day um, just through their, well, through their gas. Um, so in the fight against um, climate change, researchers are looking at ways to kind of make them less gassy because you know, obviously we're not going to stop eating meat or having dairy products. Um, Why is that obvious, Taylor? Because that's how humans human. Um, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they're um, so they're looking into like a couple different things that I'll talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So cows have a I don't know how to say that a quadrupartite. They have Quadru- four tummies. They have four tummies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the largest section of a tummy. Mm-hmm. A cow tummy is called a rumen. Like, oh. I think of ramen noodles, but rumen. Okay. And the way, and the way they digest um, their food is, like, fermentation in that rumen. Oh. Um, okay. So, a byproduct, this is just a direct quote, um, the byproduct of the rumen fermentation is hydrogen. Um, so, this is a little science-y, so just... Stick with me here. A specific bunch of rumen-dwelling microbes, so microbes that live in that tummy, mm-hmm. called methanogens, meth- <laughs> um, convert the hydrogen into methane. So their tummy is specifically like creating this methane nonstop because cows eat a lot, um, uh-huh. and then it's subsequently expelled through the front end through burping or the butt through farting. Um, so that's why, you know, that's bad news for the environment. And then the methane is said to be 28 times more effective at trapping heat than even CO2. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so for global warming and climate change, that's not great. Um, (laughs) no, no. So I'm sorry. I am going to scroll down. Give me a second. Okay, do you want me to do music? <laughs> Please do. Yeah, give me some musical accompaniment. Cows are ruining the universe. <laughs> you fart. No, that you would sing at all. Um, but I like it. It's like you're freestyling. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was rapping. <laughs> Man, that's impressive. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> so. You know, according, obviously, to the um, article, like, if we reduced our meat and dairy consumption, Mm -hmm. then just reducing the number of cows, then that would help. But like I said, we're not going to do that. And you asked me why. Very accusatory. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like we're not going to do it because you're not willing to be a vegan. Like, I think it's all on your shoulders. A hundred percent. 
I'm not going to be a vegan. I I need chocolate milk and I you can take it from my cold dead hands. <laughs> like wow. I can't get through life without chocolate milk. Like you're putting this death sentence to us all because of chocolate milk. I would gladly have my own pet cow that I fucking spoil the shit out of mm-hmm. and like you know, make that chocolate milk myself and, like, not give into the, like, evil food industrial complex You're thing. saying you want to add another cow to this universe? I do. I want to add so much methane. <laughs> uh. um, okay. But there are other solutions, like I said, that the scientists are looking at. Um, <clears throat> so a balanced diet... Um, of high quality feed can reduce the amount of methane. Um, as you can probably guess, there's a lot of people like larger corporations who have all these cows and they're not really worried about high quality feed. You know, yeah. they're worried about bottom line money. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a 2016 study that showed like adding seaweed even just like 1% of their diet being this special kind of seaweed can um, slash the methane production by up to 50%. Damn. I know, right? Like, um, it seems like obvious that they should do that, you know? Yeah. But I guess um, the seaweed isn't widely available enough to be able to like start that with all the how like billion cows you know yeah but they're making pushes in california um to do that because california passed a law that farm methane has to be reduced by 40 percent by the year 2030 oh wow yeah so they're putting they're mixing the seaweed with molasses because the cows i guess don't like it like straight up Uh (laughs) so they're like putting the syrup on it which is cute and um but it doesn't affect the taste of the milk at all. And it just, like, makes the environment a lot better just to do that. So they're and they're looking at ways to farm more seaweed um, to make it more widely available. Cool. Because, you know, that's a lot of cows. Think about 1.5 billion cows eating seaweed every day would yeah. be a lot of seaweed. Yeah, you need a lot of seaweed. Um, there's also another study that is looking at genetics um so because because of the like not like oh the seaweed isn't all available right now um then um they're like well which cows fart less and could we kind of make those cows like use their dna and like make them the cows that are most used or whatever mm-hmm. um so they're also looking at that, and that's kind of promising because they are um, finding that they can select cattle for like their for methane reduction specifically by doing like DNA testing and stuff. Oh. Um, but so basically, <laughs> um, that's a weird laugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, the art- article ends saying like the battle to get rid of cow farts is on. So, so humans are specifically right now d- like doing different things to kind of try to battle against um, cow farts in in the world and how they are affecting climate change. Um, wow. Okay, I have one more question for you. Yes. 
Where do cow farts come from? Like, do you mean, are you asking me to just say their butthole or? <laughs> um, let's start over. Where do cow farts come from? Where? Dairy air. Oh, that's funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically, I did the whole thing so I could tell that joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that joke. That's an amazing joke. Um, but I, you threw me off with your like real answer, so I was like, shit. And you just started. Well, I thought it. I thought it was like a science question. And I was no, like, it's they do come quiz? from. They do come from butts. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, like, should I say rumen? Like, are you <laughs> testing me? I want to know if you were paying attention. <laughs> Scary. Um, so anyway, that is now everyone knows. So that is like super interesting, like. Um, the, our need for like to eat that much beef is actively affecting the environment. That's pretty interesting. I think. Yeah, it's crazy to think mm-hmm. like I don't know. This is the stuff you wouldn't think that is affecting climate change. Like, really is. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone said like, "Oh, they're cutting down trees to have <laughs> space for these animals," like, you know what I mean? That would be to me more obvious if that's affecting climate change and stuff than that instead of the, mm-hmm. you know, the gas they're creating. Like, that's a crazy like, amount of gas, dude. Yeah, it is. Like, oh, sorry, kitty. So maybe if Taylor's vegan, though, she can save the planet. I'll work on it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that was very informative. Um, did it, like, change your thoughts about chocolate milk at all? Mm, no, it just made me want some chocolate milk. I do want to try this like molasses seaweed milk. <laughs> oh yeah, I like chocolate. You don't like seaweed, right? Like you don't. I like don't milk. know that I've had seaweed. Oh, I have in miso soup. I've had seaweed. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's kind of like salty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't like molasses. Hmm, fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're ready to hear my story. So ready. All right. My source is health.com. That can't be right. That's not a website. I think it is. That sounds right. All right. That's what I wrote down. Health.com. <laughs> All right. So are you an itchy person? Do you have ants yeah. in your pants? Yes. What areas are itchy in your butt? What? <laughs> <laughs> As I was reading that, I was like, girl, what do you write down? <laughs> what areas are itchy? Is your butt one of them? More specifically, your butthole. Um, the technical term for anal itching uh, is pruritus ani, which I think is Latin. So, um, yeah, ooh, Latin, like Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I said it. Um, and it's a common problem. Uh, so why does, why would someone's asshole itch? Here are some possibilities of why a butthole might be itchy. The very first is an hygiene issue. So in my community, we call uh, an itchy like butt mud butt. Is that also what you call it, Taylor? I've never heard that, but I <laughs> doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> So if you don't clean um, your butt properly after you poop, then fecal matter and moisture is left behind, which leads to itching. Um, so we call it mud butt because it's kind of like, you know, 
Ew. a muddy poop situation. So, um, so if you don't know if you're a great wiper or not, um, your butthole might be itchy because you're actually not getting all the poo. And um, your butt also like lubricates your like your poop. So some of that can um, make your butthole itchy if you don't. Wait, 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 what do you mean? So your butt, um, your body lubes your poop up, your poop. <laughs> <laughs> your poop up a little, like. Um, like with what? With. Like poop lube? Yeah, with poop lube. <laughs> okay, I didn't know I made that interesting. Yeah, you make all of it, actually. That's how much. Um, <laughs> so now I've been thrown off because I'm like, am I wrong about poop lube? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I just didn't know. There's a lot I don't know about bodies. Okay, so poop lube. Um, and so it's not just if you're a bad wiper. If you're a great wiper and you're wiping too aggressively or doing the wrong kind of wiping, like maybe you're doing little circles and just like spreading it everywhere. Um, <laughs> the- <laughs> That can cause irritation as well. So basically, like, not wiping enough, wiping too much. Um, I bet it's the people who wipe standing up. I guarantee you they're not getting it all if they're wiping standing up. Um, mm, you're wrong. You're wrong, people. <laughs> you're wrong and you're, you're animals. Um, <laughs> so that's something that can cause your butthole to itch. Also, like, scented soaps can cause itching. So, like, if you're trying to Mm. clean out your butthole with soap. um, Because that's a very sensitive skin. Yeah, you shouldn't do that because if you don't clean off all the the soap all the way, that can cause itching. And um, I did read that you should be, you should avoid putting scented soap in your butthole and just use water or pre-moistened wipes. Hmm. So, like, don't stick a bar of soap or, like, a whole bunch of um, body wash in your butt crack. Okay. Well, I do do that. I'm going to keep doing that. Did you say do-do on purpose? (laughs) No, I didn't. But, I mean, I got to wash my butt. Yeah, please wash your butt. But, like, just make sure you're rinsing it out real good if you are using um, scented soap. Okay. All right, and so another thing that can cause your itchy butthole are skin conditions like psoriasis, uh, psoriasis sorry, um, which are itchy red kind of patches, and um, they're responsible for about five to eight percent of anal itching. So like, oh, really, psoriasis just doesn't hang out on um, you know not private areas. It'll it'll straight up go to your butthole. That would be awful. Yes, but it can be treated by UV therapy. So remember a long time ago when all those people were like tanning their chodes? Yeah. So maybe they all had psoriasis. Yeah, maybe in this can in in this way it would be appropriate. Um and then uh, you can also have anal eczema, which are mm-hmm. uh if you don't know what eczema is, it's just like dry patches of itchy skin. And you can get it on your anus. Um, and how you can help that is anti-itch ointments. There's something called, oh man, why did I write so many fancy words down? Lichen cirrhosis. And that'll be it. So this is something that causes white wrinkled patches of skin. And it, it's usually on, if you're a lady, your labias. But it can also go to um, your perianal area. Um, 
so around your butthole. And that can be treated by topical steroids. So all these skin conditions that you thought were just like not embarrassing can straight up get to your butthole and become embarrassing. But not not to worry. You're just untreated. Yeah. Your butthole, there's so many reasons it could itch. Another reason is clothing. So this is totally Taylor's problem. (laughs) (laughs) Tight clothes that don't breathe as well. She's always wearing (laughs) bike shorts. I don't know. Um, so if your clothes don't breathe, you're, you get a sweaty butt crack and then the sweat doesn't have a chance to dry. So then the environment of your butt crack and butthole becomes like this, like moist, warm place that yeast can grow and then you get a yeast infection in your butt. What? Yes. And then it can also create a rash. Like if you don't get the yeast infection, you still get a rash, um, which can be caused by certain dyes in your clothing. Like if you're wearing like, or maybe even detergent, like you washed your clothes with a really strong smelling detergent. Then you put on your tight, sexy shorts, Taylor, and (laughs) you sweat a whole bunch and it can't breathe. So it's like all the sweat, butt, soap, detergent, tie dye gets in your butthole. Okay. So my problem is I'm wearing daisy boots. <laughs> like bars of soap in my butt. And just, yeah, you're you're trying to solve your Daisy Duke Duke Daisy Duke. That's fine. Um, blood <laughs> butt by shoving a bar of soap up there. You shouldn't. So, do you think this is why the people on Six Hundred Pound Life just like straight up don't wear pants? <laughs> this has got to be. I mean, and then also, so sweat and fiction friction sweat and fiction that would be a good name of a band <laughs> that is um, a good name man Let's, we're gonna copyright that everyone <laughs> don't take sweat and fiction all right sweat and f- friction um from closing can cause hair follicles to become inflamed and infected and you get something called folliculitis in your butthole so basically don't wear really tight clothes in your butthole <laughs> okay And this is something that Theo might be interested in. Food irritants can cause butthole itching. So maybe your diet is too acidic, which can make your poop acidic. And then that acid can irritate your butthole and then you start to itch. Or maybe you're eating something that gives you anal leakage or diarrhea, Theo. And (laughs) uh, then it's more difficult to clean yourself, which becomes, you know, then you're in the cycle of you can't get your butthole clean enough and then it's uh, making it itch. Um, food asso- uh, foods associated with anal itching are, are you ready? Uh-huh. Do you have like a pen and pad down? It's, it's all up here. I'm tapping my forehead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> coffee, tea, chocolate, citrus fruit, and juices. Huh. Tomatoes. I need coffee. Cola. Tomatoes make sense. That's very acidic. Mm -hmm. alcoholic beverages and dun-dun-dun dairy products (gasps) Uh, i'm not surprised (laughs) yeah because lots of people are allergic to dairy so yeah all right so another way that you can have itchy buckle is pinworms if you've ever seen a dog scoot its butt across the floor in the carpet Mm -hmm. because their butthole itches doesn't mean they have pinworms but that's lots of times when your dog has worms that's what they are uh, they're the most common type of intestinal worm affection in the USA. So it can usually uh, occur. Can humans get pinworms? Yes. If it's going to happen in a human, it usually occurs in babies and young children. But it can't be spread to their caregivers. So if, like, your parent is, like, cleaning your butthole, um, you can, and then 
those parents don't wash their hands very good, then they can also get pinworms. Um, person who, a famous person who recently got pinworms is Kristen Bell, and she got them from her daughter. Her daughter's preschool had an outbreak of pinworms. Well, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah, it gets grosser. Um, people get infected by swallowing pinworm eggs, which can live for two weeks on the human skin, clothing, <laughs> bedding, or food. Um, yeah, so basically, <laughs> it's pretty, I'm sorry, guys, but it's pretty fucking gross. Everyone was eating poop worms. Yeah, and like you can, like the way they, um, from what I remember from when I was reading, I didn't write it down, but like they, how they just see if a bait, like you can have the worms in your poo is a way to find it, but also they'll like look at a baby's butthole and they can see the eggs. Like not, they're not, they have to like use a microscope. Yeah, but it's really fucking gross. Um, So anytime you think of Kristen Bell, not think about her wormy shit and her itchy Um. So another thing that can cause uh, anal itching is nerve damage. Uh, if you have a lower back uh, injury, it can cause twinges of pain or a nagging itch in the areas of the buttocks and anus. So maybe like you have a nerve that's firing that that's the reason you feel itchy. Uh, that would really suck. Hmm. Yeah. Another reason is anal cancers. Uh, half patients with pageant's disease, which is a type of anal cancer, uh, that attacks the surface layers of the skin and typically affects the breast, vulva, peri, perianal area, uh, report the symptom of itching. And the last one is chronic disease. Diabetes and autoimmune diseases can leave people vulnerable to bacterial or fungal infections. Crohn's disease or other digestive disorders can cause diarrhea or anal leakage, which can irritate the skin around the anus. So next time your buckle is itchy, Pray that it's just that bar of soap you left up there. <laughs> there's, I mean, that's really the, there's a lot of bad reasons that your butthole would be itchy. Yeah, you don't want any, like, chronic butt itch issues. No. And, huh. I mean, so, yeah, I really went down a deep dive there, but uh, I really thought the main you know, the big, probably the biggest reason to have an itchy butthole is you didn't wipe great. So always Much make sure that. before you play sports that you are going to get sweaty and you're tight Daisy Dukes. You're going out to play basketball or whatever. Make sure you cleaned up after your big old dump, but don't wipe too aggressively. Our wife in circles standing up. <laughs> yeah, because that's just hard. And you're going to wear yourself out before you play sports. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you. No, that's good to know. I'll, I'll be very cognizant of my wiping and my soap bars. And I'm just probably going to be like a 600 pound life contestant and just like go naked from the. Oh, no. You make sure you wear a shirt, though. Don't be gross, Taylor. <laughs> well, no. Shirt all the way. Everything else, just legs spread on the bed. What? Like, I get that. I mean, I know if you get, like, we're. It's just that their grandchildren are over and their pussies out. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not like I'm like, I mean, lots of people don't want to wear clothes at home or whatever. But like, if family's coming over, just slip on your undies. Like, I think a lot of times, like their belly hangs over their junk. That's still know. not okay. Like, 
Because there's like, also, underwear. like there's times that they're blurring, but there's also a lot of times where no one's wearing pants and they don't have to blur anything. <laughs> you know what? Can you imagine being like the editor of that show and they're like, wait, is that their vagina out? Like, like <laughs> I have to blur that or no? Um, um <laughs> or to blur that or no. Yeah. Is that a vagina? Um so yeah, I I don't. They probably have itchy butts. Probably, I'm sure they're sweaty. I'm sweaty. Oh yeah, I'm sweaty. And I'm only like five hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you guys think that we're being mean about that show, we're we're not because <laughs> we're actually five hundred pounds. So. Um, okay. No, I honestly I'm extremely invested in everyone on that show i'm very oh, proud yeah. of them i think I they're super know. brave sometimes i mean obviously they have like some psychological issues but they're working through them um oh yeah they they definitely all have trauma that has made them because obviously lots of us are chubby or fat but once you get to that point that you know you're actively like killing yourself like there's something going on and What's they're very addiction? they're very transparent about that it is an addiction they go to therapy that, you know, so yeah. And I mean, it's definitely cool that they're putting it out there, like sharing their story and yes. yeah, like straight up. I, I mean, it's gotta be something people are not nice about it. You know, people are not nice about people's weight. So it's gotta be hard to do that. Definitely. And you do also get a glimpse of like the way people are treating them like very non-human because of their size. Like, and you know mm-hmm. and it's really the way we treat anyone with addiction it's just basically like come on get the fuck over it where it's like if you've ever been addicted to anything you know that it's not like that that doesn't work it's a very layered issue not mm-hmm. you know. yeah I mean when you're stressed out even if the reasons behind your stress like go back to your addiction itself you still just want to self-soothe Totally. That whatever you're addicted to. I mean, it's just how it's brains like you can just be addicted to one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like we have to cope. The world is hard. Life is long, usually. Like, you know, and it's like you're no one's above having a shitty coping mechanism. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So it's actually like I like it. I, I always thought like I would not like that show because I thought it was gonna be exploitive, but it's not exploitive. It's no. It's actually very, I think, well done and informative. It's very informative. Like, both of us were like, we should maybe, like, drink more pro- or eat more protein. And so we are talking about, like, protein shakes. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. like I don't, I don't love, like, um, meat or dairy, really. I mean, I like ice cream. That's not something I'm, like, eating with my meal to get my protein. So, like... It's been like, yeah. oh, protein is super important. Like, you know, how can I figure they out? They talk about it a lot. Like, more than I thought. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I just don't want to eat that. But if you get a little protein. And, like, they'll put people on 800 calories a day diet. And I'm like, that's way too little. They're starving them. But then I realize like these people don't move at all. And it's like, oh, yeah, you should eat more calories if you do more uh, yeah, do more activities. Like, they're not trying to starve people. And then they talk about how um, 
once you take away a coping mechanism, like they can't eat, they can't overeat when after they have surgery. And then about how like lots of them will have panic attacks and stuff and like how to Mm. deal like, okay, you need to deal with this because your coping mechanism is gone. And what happens to you when you take away a coping mechanism, you know, Mm because oftentimes in shows where they depict addiction, they don't talk about what happens once I can't use, you know, what happens. Right. Because I mean, the underlying trauma is still there. Totally. Yeah. Just because you're taking away your coping mechanism, like shit can can get real rough once a coping mechanism mm-hmm. is so gone. it's like a, it's a very holistic approach that people have to take where they're they're not just like it's never just going to be like eat less there's a whole thing like psychologically medically everything eat and also they talk a lot about enablers which yeah i might be that's, an enabler it's like, stressful every time i'm always like oh someone's gonna get in trouble yeah and, like, we all just want to make our loved ones happy, but it's, like, you have to say no to some things. And I think that's hard. It is hard. It totally, it's very hard to not be an enabler of, like, when you can see someone be happy, you know? And, like, you know, if you say yes, they'll be happy. And if you say no, they'll be miserable. Yeah. Like, it sucks to say no. Yeah, especially, like, the people, it's, like, their partners or their children. That seems to be the worst. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of counterintuitive because you would think, especially with their partners, it's kind of ruining the relationship. But they can't, they still can't say no. Yeah. Because they don't want to see someone you love sad, even if it's hurting them, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So anyway. We just made a 600 pound life (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I'm straight up not going to edit it out. No, it's good. Everyone go, go watch it. You have nothing else to do. Yeah, and that's, like, it's funny. Like, I listen to How Did This Get Made, um, which is a podcast where they do bad movies and basically review it. It's very funny. It brings me so much joy, even if I haven't seen the movie. But I'm not kidding. So they're all in quarantine. They're um, they're doing these podcasts over Zoom. They have liked every, like, they still talk about crazy movies, but then they'll recommend, like, should you watch this or not? They have recommended that every single shitty movie for the last like month or maybe even longer since quarantine that you go and watch it's like there, no tv <laughs> is bad anymore no movie no is it's bad all good <laughs> it's the best thing we have in our lives yeah if someone's like i watch tv for eight hours i'd be like oh that's a good day like no, <laughs> because there's nothing to do there's just nothing to do yeah. if you want to keep people healthy and safe watch exactly. my 600 pound life there's a lot of episodes on Hulu. So many episodes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Speaking of things, do you have any kind of recommendations? Um, I want to recommend a little show called My 600 <laughs> Oh, I haven't heard of it. What's it about? <laughs> it's about puppets. <laughs> okay. I would watch that. Like 600 pound puppets. Who would even be able to handle those? <laughs> a thousand pound people? I don't know. <laughs> Um, no, really actually, want... though, that's really... kind of the only recommendation I have, I think. Um, my recommendation is campfires, if you're able to do a campfire um, in your backyard, if it's safe, or in your front yard, I don't know, because it kind of, I did one last weekend, it kind of made me feel like I was doing something like camping when I wasn't. Well, that's, that's a good one. Do you have any big-ass accomplishments? 
Um, I did a craft this week where um, I had a, like a glass mug and some paint that can work on glass. And I made it a Duff beer mug from The Simpsons. It's really cute. And I want 10,000 of them. <laughs> okay. What because I'm very thirsty. A thousand glasses. Yeah, like, for me and all my cat friends. <laughs> you and your 10,000 closest cats. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like cool people I know. <laughs> you just snort. Yeah, I snort. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Um, um, a big-ass accomplishment. Let's see. Oh, my God. I know one. What? Um, well, you've had to do a lot of like making appointments and stuff this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Like, you've done hella grown up things. Yeah. So that that's hard. Says. Yeah. Um, making appointments. That is the toughest of tough. And you've been doing Sadie walks every day, even though it's hot. Oh, yeah. I, so. I'm still taking my dog on walks, even though it's hot. I do have an accomplishment. I think for the last, I have to look at my phone, either four or five months, um, that at my average, like, walk for the last four or five months, like, does that make sense? How many steps I've taken? There we go, brain. Is, like, over, is, like, I think it's, like, 11,000. So, like. Shit, dog. Yeah. So, like, that means the average I've been, like, walking daily for the last, I think it's five months, is, like, 11,000. So, that's steps that's pretty good yeah that's fucking awesome so i mean that's a big thing that's keeping me sane during quarantine is i mean exercise which i'm not i'm not a like in shape person but it's like i just i need to do that for my mental health is get out walk around be part of the world a bit totes for goats yeah totes on goats um, yeah. Um, um, I have not eaten the kitten, even though she's so cute. I could eat her up. Yeah. So Taylor hasn't ate a cat. It helps so. that she's covered in poop. Oh yeah, <laughs> poop is not ketchup. No, she is so cute though. Like it's weird how when things are cute, you want to be like, I could eat you. That's like a medical thing. It's like a. I remember reading the reason. But it's like Why? A Why would we want to eat cute things? I don't know. You should look it up. It's totally a thing. Like you want to eat babies or whatever. <laughs> so interesting. Um, you can uh, follow us at <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Did you like my segue? It wasn't a segue. Uh, you can email us at. Hold on. You can follow us on Instagram at Potting Your Butt. You can email us at potitinyourbutt at gmail.com. And you can check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash potitinyourbutt. You can join our Patreon at... (laughs) You're not going to join our Patreon. Come on. (laughs) Because of this episode specifically. (laughs) Um, Patreon.com slash potitinyourbutt. Yeah. And, um... Uh, Twitter at Podbutt. Yeah, Twitter. Does that ever get updated? Are we tweeting? Yeah, I mean it used to. I can't. I, it could be again. 
I like how I'm like, does it get updated? It used to. That's not what updated means. Like, <laughs> okay. I think I would just like, this is the last few episodes. Like, God bless it. God bless you if you're hanging in there. I've just been like, we like TV. <laughs> Um, but we do have good TV recommendations, so there you go. Yeah, so suck it. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. <laughs> woo woo.